Hello, Sold. We are here with our first stay-at-home interview series with Praxis. How are you, brother? Hey, how are you? How's everything, guys? All good, all good. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, you know, what we're trying to do with this series is just show our audience that uh, their favorite artists are still doing their thing, how they're handling uh, sequestered life, how they're dealing with their own uh, work and getting it out there. And, you know, we're, uh, we're happy to chat with you. Thank you, thank you. Happy to be here. So, so let's, uh, let's, let's dive first into your work and, and with the topic of your work. Obviously, you are a tremendous animal rights advocate. Okay, yeah. Uh, so um, since I got to New York pretty much, maybe like a few years before, uh, I started focusing all my art on activism and more specific into animal rights. So it's pretty much all about animals and bringing these animals to the city, like all these animals we never see, uh, bringing, them, bringing them to the city so like everybody can have them like, like here right now and have them present like in, in all what happens to them. So it's all, all around animals and our relation with them. You know, it, it's very funny. The situation that we're we're in right now, COVID nineteen, is essentially due to mis you know mishandling of animals that are about to get chopped up in a wet market. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and it's been going on like for for uh, pretty much always. You know, like uh, most of these most of these uh, viruses or pandemics come from like uh, animal consumption and animal abuse. So it's, I think like uh, right now is something to think about and, and to keep in mind like for our like consumption habits. Absolutely. Now, uh, you're from Colombia. Yes. Now, what was your upbringing like uh, in, with animals? Because every time I've traveled to, to Central America, South America, it's always, uh, you know, different countries have very different levels of respect for animals. How, how was it where you grew up? Okay, so uh, Colombia is pretty much like any other country in the world uh, regarding that. So uh, it's, uh, it has like a huge meat consumption, a huge like animal consumption. Um, and the animal rights movement has been always present, but it was pretty small before like uh, uh, a few years back. And and it's pretty cool because it's been growing like it's been growing here in new york in the states and in europe so um despite the fact that like most of the people like most of the people eat meat or like different animal products there's like nowadays a lot of uh awareness about it so lots of people are going vegan or are like maybe not going vegan like but like a lot of people are now thinking on okay like there are like a lot of things wrong in 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 our like uh dietary habits and all the the animal industry so it's been pretty hard because before it wasn't there like People were like, were like too close to vegetarianism or veganism or animal rights. So it was like when I was growing up, it was pretty much me and a few friends that were into it. But like everyone in a school or outside on the street, uh, family and friends, they didn't even like know anything like about what was going on in this industry. 
so it's been like a long process to to get here where where I am. Yeah, it, it's so funny. Uh, you know, you, you you said the word consumption several times. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's 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 basically at its at its core. Uh, we want things that are going to taste good. It's so funny that uh, these meatless products, the Beyond Burger, the Impossible Burger and stuff like that, it's, it's made to taste like meat. It doesn't matter if it's good for you anymore. It's like we've gone past the point of not wanting to consume animals to where we're now faking ourselves out by consuming not animals that taste like animals that's really bad for us. It's, it's, it's psychotic in my, in my opinion. Yeah, it's crazy, uh, but I think it's like uh, more of a, a marketing thing because it's easier for somebody to jump from uh, meat consumption to plant-based products if they have something they can relate. So because most of the people are like, okay, why do you, why you don't go vegan? And uh, regarding like uh, dietary issues, most of it is about like taste. So people are like, oh, I couldn't leave, like, I, I couldn't uh, quit meat or cheese or pizza or whatever because, like, the taste is so incredible. So I think, like, a lot of these companies now, what I'm trying to do is, like, uh, kind of to trick people into, okay, like, if I can replace this for something that tastes uh, similar, I would do it. Uh, that's why they still call like a stuff like fake chicken and uh, fake beef or fake fish, so people can relate easier because uh, you know it's like uh, it, it's not so it wouldn't call your attention like much if you see in the supermarket like oh soy protein, you know it, it doesn't sound good like it's not like it doesn't sound like it's very tasty. So I think like all these kind of tricks, uh, I call them tricks, makes it easier for people to go from uh, a meat diet to like a plant-based diet. If you can find something that tastes like how you want it to taste or how you know it does taste. Now, obviously uh, it's an important topic, not only to you, but to uh, our environment and society and everyone else. How are you, how are you, um, I don't want to say staying motivated right now, but how are you finding inspiration for the work that you're doing with maybe not so much of a focus on it? Because I, I, like I said, this, in my head, this was a, an animal, mis, animal abuse issue at its core, uh, us, these, these animal flu pandemics. So how is it, but, but no one's talking about that. So how is it, how is it for you, someone who feels passionately about this, you know, finding the right angles to take, if I if I can say that the right. So I, I think all all my inspiration on on or not just like inspiration, but motivation comes precisely from that. Like, if people are not paying attention to it, it means like there's like a, a like a huge opportunity to bring it like out, and that's part why why I use stencils for it because you can bring like all these issues that a lot of people are not paying attention to or don't want to pay attention to and you can bring them out to the street so everybody can see them and everybody can like uh, think about them in one way or another you know it's the uh, graffiti or stencil or any other kind of like activism or actions are not meant to tell somebody what to think but like to 
have people thinking. It doesn't matter like if you agree or disagree, but the fact is that like all these issues are gonna be out there and you're gonna see them and you're gonna kind of think about it like, okay, what's this? Like there's something going on. So it's kind of like planting that little seed on, on people out like, okay. And, and that's the motivation. The less people know, the less people talk about it, the more I wanna go out and the more I wanna express that and the more I wanna take those messages out. So, so you're saying it doesn't matter that you're not being inspired, you're the inspiration for your work. Well, I don't know, I think so. It sounds like that. <laughs> but also people like, like everything is about animals uh, pretty much, but also people give me that motivation because I know uh, there's people who doesn't really care, but like it's nice because you see a lot of people that does care and a lot of people that uh, through stencils, through graffiti, through other kind of activism, uh, get to think and to um, be aware of all of what's going on with the with these animals. So it's it's pretty much that my motivation from people, animals, and and myself of wanting to go out and say something. Now your your activism is. Uh, uh, you know, uh, street art based, it's vandalism based, it's, it's, it's not permission based, it's, it's active activism. You're not standing on a corner with a sign, you're being very deliberate and intentional and getting your message exactly where you want it. Is it easier now or harder with people in lockdown to work? Uh, so right now, things like we're not going out much but like i think the this situation this current situation it's a good opportunity to to work on new things or to keep working pick up like old projects um and it's a good time to start working on what's gonna go out after this because it's pretty easy now to go out and paint i think there's not like a lot of cops out there's not like a lot of people and and nobody's really paying attention to that kind of things but uh i'm trying not to like i i think like the current situation in new york is pretty crazy with all these virus thing and going out painting uh means like touching lots of surfaces being on the street like a lot of time so I'm trying to focus like on little stuff and a lot of the studio work. So when all this starts like to calm down, I can go out and keep doing what I'm doing, but go stronger. Understood. Now, I always say on the podcast that every artist is a small business. Oh, yeah, it uh, is. I think so. yeah. How is your business doing? Are you, are you still selling? Are you still attracting new, new eyeballs and, and visitors and buyers? And if so, how are you doing it? Okay, so um, I, I think like for me, it's a little bit different uh, than with other artists because so I do sell stuff, I do some art shows, I work in commissions for graphic design, pretty much everything I do is for animal rights organizations or vegan businesses. But uh, since it's something like pretty specific, it's not easy, like there's not like a huge market for it. So right now, uh, work is pretty slow. And I also, before like this situation, so I've always been doing my freelance work, my design work, but also I've had to do uh, different like hassles uh, to keep coming like um, income to my, 
like monthly because there's not like always always work and during this time i'm just working in a few little uh, freelancers and other work but it's pretty slow like we're just staying home working in personal projects and i'm trying to move stuff but it's i'm not selling much i'm doing like paintings here and there selling here and there but it's really really slow right now well we've heard from a couple of different artists that this is a really great time to work on collaboration projects so just a little tip if there's someone that you wanted to work with or said that you were going to work with now is probably the time to get their attention Oh yeah, I have a few ideas in mind and I have a few projects I was working on like so this is one of the stuff I'm working right now. I want to show you here. Yeah, it, it's like a little fancy and I'm working. It's all so Right now the the this project is all about extension. It's like extension theme fanzine and It comes with check it out. So it's all illustrated by me and it talks about like 15 different animals so i don't know if you can see they're yeah, like great. so i have here it's called extinction crisis and this is like the like the first uh, copies i have i still have to work like on a few you know on a few details and a few different animals but this is pretty much what i want to do after we finish this uh, so it's launching this one's in educational Oh, yes, it is, but like it's educational, but it's like a little bit raw, it's a little bit like strong as well. Uh, I have like a lot of like uh, dark issues, so it's like something educational, but I I don't know, like I don't want to say it's like cool to read, but it, like it's nice to, to take a look at it because it has like it's mostly illustrated but you have like different small like short text with different facts about like the animals threats about uh why they are important how they balance like our ecosystem uh stuff like that so like it has like some punk rock elements and scene elements uh like some um, check out you can see like they're like a kid with a shotgun uh facing two walls so it's like a little bit of everything but yeah the idea is it to be educational so you have like here foxes hunting um workouts and it comes like different so we have like animals from asia africa europe and different topics so here you have like elephants uh trophy hunting trump and stuff like that so that's pretty much what i'm doing right now uh working on this series so i can and this is gonna be related to another street art project i'm working that you'll see after this finish that's pretty cool that's great I, I, love I will also send you a copy of this one for sure yeah, put us put us down for an autograph copy and uh thank you very much that's beautiful yeah, yeah i would love to thank you Okay, so let's let's take it. Uh, you know, so there's there's the latest incantation uh, uh, incarnation of your work. Uh, but where did it start? Do you have a background in graph? Did you did you grow up spraying on walls? How did it even get to stencils? I mean, okay, so uh, before I started painting, like like more towards the street art about ten years ago, but like. 15 years ago, I wasn't uh, into street art or graffiti, but I was doing like a lot of political stencils. So, uh, and I wasn't into graphics as well. Uh, 
I was part, I was part like of different social movements, uh, like youth movements. And I found the stencil like as stencil, it's been always a, a big part, a huge part in social movements in Latin America, because it's been like the the way uh, like social movements and working class can go out, take a message, repeat it, and like fight and protest against like a, a, a system that has like called the media, like the big media. So it's like, it's always been like the free media for uh, working class and social movements. So I started doing like all this political related and and like after a few years, I did uh, went to school for graphic design, but I think like most of what I do doesn't really relate to what I, went to school for you know um all my street work i learned it like going out in the street uh grew up with like uh, in the punk scene with uh, like different people doing graphics doing graffiti uh doing a street art doing stencils doing uh street posters so i kind of picked up like different stuff from people i started uh, meeting in the streets so my start was like pretty much 10 years ago with like uh, five years before of political stencil, like nothing uh, street art related. And and stencil, it's pretty big in Colombia. So that was pretty much my start, just like hanging out with like different people that was doing a stencil there, graffiti, and learning like on my on my way. Great. Now you mentioned punk music twice. Yes. Now who, who are some of your favorites? We, we like to talk about music. You like to talk? I know, I have many. Uh, I like, so I grew up like with punks, with uh, skinhead, uh, root boys, uh, hardcore people. So I have like a, a wide range of music I, I love. Uh, from New York, from Europe, from Colombia. I couldn't say like a specific band. Like I have like many bands I like. There's like a lot of hardcore music uh, related to animal rights, to animal liberation, veganism, which is awesome. That's a lot great. of a lot of uh, punks band from the seventies that uh, were talking about it too. So because if you see, this is a, an issue that's yeah, that like it's come from a, a social movement, like an animal rights movement, but also from like all this counterculture. Uh, so it's been around from like the 70s, 60s, and it's been present in the music always. So I don't know, like, what bands do you like? I probably like like a lot of bands that you like too. Well, on the heavier side, I love, um, I mean, Tool, Primus. Nice. Uh, nice. You know, I, I like, uh, I like a, a small band that makes a lot of noise. Uh, I'm a big Black Keys fan. I like Royal Blood, that two-man bass-led band out of the UK. You ever hear those? Nice. And, uh, yeah, I know, and, yeah. and 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 actually, that's my like, that's what one of the things that I love most of New York, and it's like, you can just like go to shows every day, like any kind of shows, like local bands, big bands, every night, bands. every night, and, and it's amazing. That's what that was one of the things that I I loved most when I got here because I was like, this is crazy, like. I can see all my favorite bands like every day, every weekend, like any time I want. Uh, there's like a lot of bands going to Colombia, but it's not like here, you know, like it costs a lot to go there, 
shows are more expensive. Here, like, I've just seen bands that I dreamed to see when I was a kid, you know? So music, it's it's been like a huge part of of what I do regarding a stencil and a street art. I try to I try to inspire my my themes like from uh, songs from different bands and and try to grab things from here and there to to create something. So so yeah, music it's been always a huge part and punk rock because it's it's all related you know like uh, vandalism punk rock hip-hop all these countercultures that come from the streets and and a lot of what they talk reflecting what we do and what we live so it's nice to mix like all those things how many album covers have you done no i haven't done any i don't oh. like that no i would love to that's like my dream job and i have like a lot of band friends with uh, big bands and that play like in really good bands i've done like a few eps but no, not much but i would love to get into all the music industry that's fucking amazing all these underground like kind of music well i think now's the time just like on the collabs uh reach out to some bands they're probably not able to record but they might have some stuff ready to go you know yeah that's nice I, I have a I have a few illustrations. I, I try to do stuff like uh, band related. So uh, if you check out my Instagram, you'll see like some illustrations with uh, H2O present, Earth Crisis present, like different hardcore vegan bands uh, or punk vegan bands. So it's nice, like it's nice to, and, and it's nice to see how bands uh, react uh, positively to to your graphics. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying, I've been trying to sneak in like little by little into, into that for sure. That's great. Just last night, Eric and I watched a documentary on Netflix about M Mr. Cartoon. Uh, oh, I watched it last night. Oh, you watched it too? Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> I had no idea he, he had so many album covers, so many iconic That's awesome, he, right? records. Yeah, no, neither did I. It's awesome. It's a pretty cool show, man. And and it's crazy like how how that works you know like you like you do one thing for one person and then like it becomes huge like he was doing stuff for everybody and all his style it's it's so like like it's strong his graphics that you can just tell like oh, okay here you have like this 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 and all is related like from all these amazing bands now, I won't say that your stuff is similar, because obviously it isn't. He's got some very heavy graph influence in his work and his design and stuff like that. But I think your work is as readable. I think when you, when you see a piece of work, it can't be too busy. And as busy as his stuff is, he's still readable. And that's where I, that's what, scrolling down your feed in prep the last couple of days, your, your stuff requires no explanation. And that's why I appreciate it. Nice, thank you. Yeah, I think it's pretty important that, uh... Because if if you make it too hard to read, uh, and since it is on the streets, you need something that people can just like see and 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 read and say, oh, okay, this is that. Because people are not gonna stop, you know. Like uh, street art fans or or people that likes it are may take the time to to check it out to see what it's about. But but regular people, the people you want to get the message are not gonna stop they need to see something and just get it right away 
So, so it's always a struggle trying to make something not, not as, as easy, but not as difficult. Just like the right point where you can have something uh, aesthetic out on the streets, like something nice that looks nice, but something that reads easy and that sends like a strong message. That's why my texts are just so simple because like if, if I want to say like uh, foie gras is cruel, uh, Agreed. It's just that, you know, it's cruel. That's it. Like, and that's going to open the door. Like if you want to know more about it, you're going to say, okay, what's, what's this foie gras thing? And you're, you might look it up. But if it's too hard, you're not just going to even understand what the fuck foie gras is. That's right. Because it's something people doesn't have like all the time present. So you need like the message to be direct always. Think about how many a advertisements you ignore, you see but don't process on a daily basis. And that's essentially the same way it is for a commuter walking down the street, seeing, seeing uh, hundreds of, of stencils and stickers and, and, oh, and wow. eggs and throwies and stuff. That's crazy. I, I grew up in, so Bogota is pretty much like, it's pretty similar to New York, like big city, crazy, very disorganized, like lots of graffiti. And, and, and it's crazy because you go out and just like in your commute from your home to work, you see millions of things like thousands of tags, stencils, pieces, advertisement. So, so the, the hard part of it is like, okay, how, how am I going to create something that's going to pop around like all this shit that people are seeing it's the same in new york you know like you go out and your commute you're gonna see thousands of stickers thousands of messages of advertisements so you need to catch like something that it's gonna you, you need to do something that it's eye-catching for yep. for people otherwise it's just gonna be one more tag one more stencil and and that's part of what i try to to be a little bit different than like uh, the regular street art and not make it so much about the graphics, but the message. Right. Right. To get people to, to see it within like all this craziness that we have in our city. Now uh, let, let's talk about some of the, uh, you know, the, the fun spots around the city that you've gotten up. Uh, and done your thing. Uh, you know, the, how about the, how was your experience working with Steve Stopper? Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing, man. Uh, he is one of the best people I've met here in New York. And I met him, I don't know how long ago, like three years ago or so. I, I don't even know how, how I did meet him. Um, but he's always been a pretty kind person to us. Um, it's cool because he gave me that spot that I painted on Second Avenue, the, the bottom one. Mm -hmm. that nobody wanted to paint and he was like one day hey nobody ever wants to paint here like don't you want to do something and i was like fuck yeah it's <laughs> an amazing spot uh it's pretty hard to tackle over it's like nobody messed with that spot like it's just so annoying to go like like through the bars that like nobody's gonna tag it or anything and and you see it right away after you come out from the from the train station. Uh, that was cool from him. Also, he's been like, uh, we've been doing a few anti-poor campaigns 
for uh, like the past three winters and and he's been very very supportive with that um he's gone with us like out 4 a.m in the morning you know he's a morning guy anyway but like we've been with him like 3 a.m 4 a.m going out putting posters out and stuff like that uh so it's pretty cool and even though he's not vegan or anything it's amazing that he supports like all these anti-poor campaigns all like all this stuff that that usually people didn't even think about so it's 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 been like a, a pretty cool thing to to know him i haven't seen him in a while though but it's awesome it's a pretty cool person it takes him a lot not to support an artist oh man he's amazing it's i think he's a great piece for for the street art community here in new york city agreed we're, we're definitely better knowing him and hello steve i hope you're doing well i checked in with you the other day over whatsapp but uh hope you're yeah doing well. and and you know what i think it's pretty cool about him is that like he has this pretty cool wall in second avenue on his building but but he's just all the artists you know he's not looking for famous artists to paint he's not looking to make a name for himself he just likes to share that space with different artists and and i think it's pretty cool that it's not always like famous artists you know like there's like a lot of of good artists and but like regular artists you know like it's not about like okay i'm gonna get this super spot in new york it's just like about going going there have fun share with him he's always very supportive he always helps you out painting uh if you need like a little bit of this kind of paint he'll find it for you he'll share his materials with you so it's it's amazing to have people in this community like that that really care about the art and not like how the name or the spot or all this stuff i agree now, uh, we're going to wrap up shortly, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit, uh, since you have a little bit of a platform here with our listeners, what about some, uh, uh, maybe not all the way vegan, but some uh, alternative or some good ideas while you're shopping at home or things to do? Do you have any uh, food tips for us? Oh, yeah, sure. I think so. Uh, there's a lot of products. It depends on uh, where you are at. Uh, nowadays, pretty much in any neighborhood, supermarket you'll find uh affordable vegan options but like if you're not like into buying uh fake meat or into like fake cheeses or all that stuff uh there's plenty of things you can do with uh plants with veggies at your place uh you can do like a lot of uh different kind of burgers with different kind of grains uh i don't know and there's like many things to i would like you know what would be cool uh working a graphic like for this time for people to cook something cool like out of graphics not like a boring recipe but like make me create something like this fancy and i was showing you and and have different option options for people to prepare at their at their place nobody has like a lot to right now so you can take the time and and create something out of plants that's gonna be very tasty and it's not gonna involve the suffering of any animal so i might work on that that's pretty cool yeah. i would love to share it with you <laughs> that's awesome now um what i just was just gonna oh who uh, we're, we're going to ask uh as part of this stay at home series who are you staying at home with do you live by yourself I live with my wife. 
So we're just like the two of us here. And with three cats. Oh, okay. <laughs> so feeding five, five mouths to feed. All right. How is, uh, how is she dealing with putting up with you being home every day? No, we're, uh, we get along pretty well. So, and she helps me a lot with all my stuff. So um, even though like I work in most of the graphics, it's uh, pretty much a, a teamwork. There is nothing I, I don't ask uh, my partner about. Like, uh, do you like this graphic? What do you think? And she has like this outside uh, opinion. Like she can see like things that I can't see. So we connect on that. So it's like pretty much just working together, having fun, being with the cats. It's, it's not been crazy. That's good. Uh, we just saw that de Blasio canceled school for the rest of the year today. Oh, man, that's crazy. I don't know what's going, on, what's going to happen with all this situation. I mean, every day I listen to the governor's news conference, and he gives me a little bit of confidence. He gives me a little bit of hope. Uh, things look like they're slowing down. But, uh, you know, when de Blasio comes out and says, no, we're not going to be gathering like this, for, you know, for another three months, that's, that's interesting to me because that's a oh. That's a lot of kids that get their meals from schools every day. That's a lot of disrupted routines for parents that they were barely dealing with it now. Uh, you know, what if your three cats had to go to school to school every day and now they're home? You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a different... And it's crazy for everybody, I think, and, and mostly for working people. Uh, and the craziest is that you never know because you see, you watch the news every day and they come up with something new every day about this virus or about the lockdown or about the timing. So you, you, you don't really know like what's gonna happen. And it's pretty hard to make plans from it because you, you just don't know. Right. And people are just like, millions of people are jobless right now. And it's cool, you know, like I think you can go through the first couple months, but then like, what are you gonna do? Even for artists, for independent freelancers, uh, jobs like are, are slowing down a lot but i also think it's a, a good chance to come up with something and 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 hassle your way to to this pandemic well and and being creative right well you have the fortunate you you're fortunate that your work is not uh you know dependent on a company that you are the you are the, the powerhouse behind your your creative uh endeavors so, you know, should that, should that never change, you should be able to, you know, keep your foot on the gas and keep creating. Can't promise that you, they're all going to sell uh, soon, but uh, at least that, you're, you know, you don't have to go out for, you know, supplies or materials or things like that, that, you, you know, the ideas can keep coming. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. And, and I also think uh, for all of us that are like, in all this, uh, into all this street art, graffiti and, and art thing, uh, of course, like we have to make a living out of it, but uh, it's also something we need, you know, like uh, most of us, like regardless the money, it's something we have to, it's something we need to keep doing to stay sane uh, during our daily lives, you know, even if you have work to do, uh, creating things, new things is, is part of it. Like I, I would go insane if I'm not like, doing something, if I'm not helping, if I'm not like creating messages or, or changing things. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's, it's great to have this 
this motivation because it keeps you busy. Otherwise, you'll be just around your apartment trying to figure out something. Well, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciated, uh, you know, you carving out a slot for us. This was a great chat. I hope we uh, inspire some artists, inspire some uh, vegans, and inspire some uh, activism. Because Thank you so much. Yeah, I definitely look forward to seeing your work and, um, you know, stay in touch with us. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, and uh, I can't wait to see the, the, the cookbook. Oh, yeah, sure. And also uh, send me your, uh, your, uh, your shipping address and I'll send you a copy of this guy. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Before we let you go, uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online and social media? Okay, so you can find me online on Instagram. And Facebook, Facebook is Praxis Vegans, and Instagram is Praxis. Um, I forgot the uh, I forgot how it's called. Um, underscore. Ah, uh, yeah, Praxis underscore BGZ. All right, Praxis. Thank you very much. You have a great day. No, thank you. Thanks for having me here. Have a good day. See you soon. Bye bye.